0: Let me Google that. I'm gonna make this first part quick because I know that you don't really care about anything I have to say and you're just here for the cannibalism and honestly I get that. No judgment. You may have already noticed if you listen on certain platforms that the ads have changed so they're just random ads not an ad read by me or anything like that. That's because Anchor's kind of changing its ad structure And um, that could potentially be something that is uncomfortable for me and uncomfortable for you because I'm not going to have as much control over what plays. And it might be something that I don't like or that's inappropriate or, you know, anything like that. But it would then, you know, lose out on the ability to monetize. Now, if you don't know, we've been with Anchor since they were in beta. So we're talking like five, six years. We've been through a lot of changes and we've weathered all of those changes. This is kind of an area where I'm thinking, you know, it may not be worth doing this anymore if it changes like this because I don't want to, A, have ads that are like insulting to people or give ad revenue to things that I don't believe in. And also I don't want to get backed into a corner where they're expecting me to put a mid-roll ad in a five-minute episode because I think that's a shitty thing to do to you as a listener and it totally ruins the vibe that I'm trying to create as a podcaster. So that being said, If I then don't have the ability to, you know, monetize in a way that I'm comfortable with, then I'm just not going to do this anymore. So that brings me to the next point, which is uh, we hit a pretty big milestone this year. We've hit 3 million downloads on the show, which is ridiculous. And every week, just in the interest of transparency, there are about 7,000 of you that come back every week to listen. Out of those 7,000, about seven or eight of you are supporters listener supporters, and that means that you are um, signed up to donate like a dollar a month toward the show. Now, as you can imagine, I'm just going to let you do the math on this, if even a fraction of those of you that listen every week signed up to do that, this ad thing wouldn't even matter. And also, in the interest of transparency, if you're wondering why it matters, Um, over the last couple of years, the fact that I've made some ad revenue on this show has let me do two things. It's allowed me to pay for my health insurance so that I don't die and can keep doing this podcast. And then the leftover money, particularly in the last two years during COVID, has gone to funding an anonymous grant for high school students in the US to pursue a passion project. And I'm not gonna say more than that because the whole point of being a mysterious benefactor is that you do something like that and nobody can trace it back to you. So that's just my secret. But I want you to know that that is why it matters and that that's sort of where that money would be going so that's all I'm going to say I know I can't change your mind and if you want to keep listening not be a supporter that's totally fine no judgment it's not like I'm going to know but that being said let's talk about some stuff that's going to happen in 2023 and some stuff that people predicted are going to happen but it's probably not going to happen because that would be ridiculous but there are some things that are like legitimately going to happen that are kind of interesting and I think worth talking about. So one of the first things that's kind of interesting is um, that Croatia is going to become, I think, like the 20th country in, in to adopt the euro as a currency. So it's going to so therefore be changing uh, its monetary structure. And uh, India is going to very likely overtake China as being the most populated country in the world. Uzbekistan is going to finally finish its transition to the Latin alphabet from Cyrillic. So going off-world, Voyager 2 is probably going to surpass Pioneer 10 as the second farthest spacecraft from Earth, with Voyager 1 still being the one that is farthest away. Also in space, Osiris-Rex is supposed to come back. Now remember, this went out into space to hit up that asteroid Bennu in like 2016, so it's supposed to come back to Earth now like this year, this coming year, with whatever it found on that asteroid. So fingers crossed that it's like some kind of space goop that we can study and be very cool. Disney and Warner Brothers are both going to be celebrating their 100th birthdays this year, and I'm assuming that that's going to mean a lot of interesting new content or new old content sort of celebrating those centennials. I know that not everybody was a theater kid in high school, but if you were, you know that Phantom of the Opera is like, the show to see if you're gonna see a show and let me i'm just here to tell you if you haven't seen it your time is running out because it is finally gonna leave broadway in 2023 after 35 years and 13,000 performances so yes it is the longest running show on broadway like ever so those are some things that are basically gonna happen but we know they're gonna happen in 2013 Uh, in in 2023 2013 yeah what a year I don't even remember that far back because i'm old uh but a hundred or so years ago like in 1923 there were a lot of big thinkers who were writing about what they thought life would be like in a hundred years and so here are a couple of things that some of these people had said so there was a scientist named charles steinmetz who believed that we would have a world free of hard labor and a four hour at most workday thanks to technology And an engineer named Archibald Lowe predicted that, quote, in a hundred years time, a man will be able to chat in comfort over a telephone that can be used in his car, his house, or his train, and that the voice on the other end of said phone would not be squeaky, (laughs) which honestly, that's... Pretty, pretty accurate. You probably have heard of Margaret Sanger. She's um, a famous reproductive rights advocate. Now, she predicted in that birth control will have become part of education and health and hygiene, and that women especially will be keen in demanding it because they will realize that it is a foundation of freedom and intellectual development for them. I don't know if she necessarily predicted how much of a political issue it would become. I'm sure she did in other writings, but it was interesting that that was something that she felt very strongly about within the century ahead of her, but that was going to be where the progression was. Now, similarly, Alice Foote McDougall, who was a business person, wrote that by 2023, women would make up most business owners. And she said, quote, I don't pretend to predict what men will do. (laughs) Someone has to do the housekeeping, I suppose. And if women are otherwise engaged, the men will have to do it. Anthropologist Sir Arthur Kent also foresaw some kind of gender role reversal. He wrote that, women would have shaved heads and men would sport long hair. Now, then again, he also thought that the reason why so many women seem to hate their foreheads is because they don't want to have a big forehead and then have that signal men that they might be also very big-brained. In other words, smart. So, uh, yeah, I don't really know about him. Uh, Maybe we'll come back to that some other time. (laughs) Herbert Kaufman predicted that by 2023, we would no longer be drilling for oil because we would have come up with something better, specifically that all of our cars and buildings and infrastructure would be running on quote, energies from power stations, which suns and planets have been charging since the heavens were spread. Now that kind of sounds a little bit like solar power, but also I'm kind of wondering, all right, maybe we're not thinking far enough out here because we're just using the sun, but what if we could be harnessing some kind of energy from somewhere else in the universe that we haven't found yet. I don't know. Maybe Voyager 2 will find something out there and then tell us about it. Now, a physician who was studying longevity, Eugene Lyman Fisk, thought that it would be possible for all of us to be living to 100 or more by 2023, and that, quote, the age of youth might be carried up to 30 years and man's capacity for work maintained until he is 70 or 80. Now, I think this one's interesting because in some ways this is true. People in their early 30s, I say this as someone in in that age bracket, do, I think, feel more young than they used to. I think 30 used to be a lot older than it is now, and so particularly for people in like the millennial generation, 30 does still feel kind of like young adult-ish. Meanwhile, I don't think it's fair to say that a person's capacity for work has been maintained until they're in their 70s or 80s, but in the United States anyway, it has almost become... Um, an unavoidable necessity for people to force themselves to continue to work and not retire purely for financial reasons which i don't think demonstrates that their capacity has improved and that they can do it and they want to do it but that they have no choice but to do it now that is all to say that not everybody found value in trying to foresee the future a reporter at the racine journal times in wisconsin wrote what is the use of predicting what the world will be in a hundred years hence it will be the same old world Same old sunshine, same old human nature, and about the same proportion of cranks, agitators, radicals, and conservatives. Now, out of all those predictions, I think that one's probably the one that is the most on the nose. Trying to figure out what's happening next goes back a lot farther than any of these folks. So here are some predictions, loosely predictions, that come from our favorite prophetic bro, Nostradamus. So here are the things that Nostradamus thought would happen in 2023. The Pope is going to resign over a scandal. We're either going to do a Mars mission or there's going to be a disaster on Mars, like some kind of enormous explosion. Either climate change will make it so there will be no rainbows for 40 years or only rainbows constantly for 40 years, or also it's possible that there will be a nuclear bomb that explodes. I don't know how those things are connected, I don't know if the bomb is going to be in the rainbow or if it's going to make the rainbow, I don't know. Maybe they weren't connected. The Antichrist is probably going to show up, but then again I feel like that one is every year. And eventually, maybe, he'll be right. Specifically, there's going to be a royal edifice, which we would have to assume in the present day would be Buckingham Palace, but since it was not built at the time that Nostradamus wrote the prediction, I guess we can't be sure uh is supposedly going to catch fire because it's going to get hit by an asteroid meanwhile in other parts of the world food is going to become so expensive that here wait for it i know this is what you're waiting for we're all gonna resort to cannibalism that one i don't know have you been to the grocery store lately there's going to be a huge terrible war that leads to quote people dead through evil and honestly you know what that one seems pretty likely i feel like that's already happening and i feel like that happens somewhere in the world all the time. Now, Nostradamus also predicted an overall uprising of sorts and said, quote, sooner or later, you will see great changes made, dreadful horrors and vengeances. Let's just replace New Year's resolutions with that, just to kind of spice things up a bit. So why don't you call in and let us know if you have any dreadful horrors and vengeances planned for 2023.